Hello and welcome to Retrospection. In this episode, we're getting loony with the sci-fi film Moontrap from 1988 or 1989, depending on which website you're looking at. My name's Colin, and we're going to be doing a little search and destroy on the goddamn moon. Yeehaw! <laughs> <laughs> that was better than it was done in a film, Colin. <laughs> and my name's Paul, and what the hell? I'm a masochist. That's right, you are. You sound like you've always known it, Colin. Oh, I have. I mean, at first I thought you were a sadist. <laughs> well, I do, I do inflict this show on you every uh, couple of weeks, Colin. So. Yeah, on certain TV shows and films. Oh, yeah, I've got loads of them coming up, don't you worry. Moontrap <clears throat> stars Walter Koenig as Colonel Jason Grant, Bruce Campbell as Ray Tanner, Lee Lombardi as Mira, Robert Kirks as Carmen, John J. Saunders as Burns, Grievous Graham as Haskell, Tom Case as Beck, Judy Levitt as the intrepid commander. Walter Koenig in a, in a lead role, eh? Who'd have thought it? Yeah, not me. Not me either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's good. I don't mind him. And I, I, I realised I read so many people out, I made the film sound like it was actually big. Oh, it's not. Well, at no, all. It's not. It's not. It, it wants to be big. <laughs> yeah, it dreams of being big. It, it, in, in the same way that we dream of having uh, a multi-award winning podcast listened to by millions of, of listeners. Oh, I was just going to say listeners. Uh, directed by Robert Dyke and written by Tex Ragsdale. Robert Dyke. Um, this is the directorial debut of Robert Dyke, you know. Yeah, it previously was known for special effects work on films like Evil Dead 2 and Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, he, uh, the, Harry and the Henderson, the, the actual character, is pretty good. It is pretty good, yeah, yeah. What went wrong? Maybe he didn't do that bit. No, his other directorial credits are Time Quest. Oh. Yeah. In, inalienable. Inalienable. That's it. You said it better than me. And apparently in 2017, he did a sequel to this film. Yeah, called Moontrap something. What's the... Target Earth. Target Earth, right. Walter Koenig does a stare in that, does he? No, no, he does not. No. <laughs> I did look it up and there's, I, I couldn't, I didn't recognize a single person in it. Right. Are you going to dig that one out and watch it? Because you want to see what happens? Well, I can reveal that at the end, won't I? You could, yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because two... if I say no, then that means I didn't like this one. But if I say yes, that means I did. I'm going to predict that we're going to do a two-part series on Moontrap, and next week we're going to do Moontrap 2, Target Earth. Well, let's just say you're no mystic, Meg. <laughs> you're probably right, yeah. Uh, there's a comic book of this film. I tried to find it, but I couldn't. It probably makes a better comic book than it does a movie. I was hoping it'd explain some things, actually. <laughs> That's why I was looking for it. <laughs> There's one thing in particular I'd like explaining, and I'll, and I'll ask you when we get to that point. Why did we watch this? <laughs> does it explain that? <laughs> this was my choice, wasn't it? Oh, it's always your choice when it's like this. <laughs> well, no, you're blowing it again. Don't, don't blow it too soon. No, could be that I meant that it's good. Could be, could be, could be. Um, the nasal, con the na nasal, what? The, 
the NASA control room scenes were actually shot in an actual nuclear reactor. You have got to be shitting me. <laughs> they were. They used the they used the interior of a nuclear reactor. Really? Yes. I mean, it just looked like a a black set, you know, with, with black curtains. I know, but, but no, apparently it was a real nuclear reactor that they that they used. I mean, in all fairness, it probably they... exploded a week later <laughs> from the looks of it. A week before. <laughs> Maybe that bit's not. Maybe it's just the corridors that were filmed in there. It could be that, yeah, because that mission control room <laughs> does look like you, what you described. <laughs> yeah. It, it looks like something from a... Um, you know, Plan Nine from Outer Space, where they just put put curtains up around the back to, and then put a couple of little control bits in front of them. Yeah, looks like that. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, the The moon dust used was actually quit set concrete powder. Uh, That's right. Yeah, <laughs> they had to put signs saying "No liquids allowed on set" everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That's funny. Did you did you also read that many of the sets were built actually the day before they were used? I mean, you can't tell, can you? No. Actually, if, you, if what sets? I suppose there's the interior interior of the 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 spaceship, I suppose. Yeah. Before I keep because I'm going to keep saying his name all the way through this podcast. How do you pronounce Walter's name? Ah. Uh, well, yeah. I, sometimes I pronounce it Koenig, and sometimes I pronounce it Koenig. But let's go with Koenig. Sounds better. So, it? Do you think? Wait, let's go with the one that's probably wrong. Then, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm let's sure. Do that. I'm sure. Just to annoy he, people. When he listens to the episode, he'll he'll write in and tell us. <laughs> he will. He yeah. Will, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Walter Koenig. It's it's pronounced Chekhov. <laughs> is it terrible though that all you can see is Chekhov in this? Well, no, because it's the same face. Well, yeah, but I mean... What do you mean? <laughs> you can see it. <laughs> what I mean is, though, <laughs> when you watch William Shatner, I don't always see Captain Kirk. Sometimes I see T.J. Hooker. Oh, this is because you have a hard on for William Shatner. It's got nothing to do with anything. All you see is your face plunged into his. He's a 90-year-old man, Colin. I know. He's, well, yeah, but he's got your stamina. That's true. He's probably better than me, actually. Yeah. Probably last longer as well. Um... So Walter Koenig signed on to star in this before even the financing was secured. Was he that desperate? Oh, yeah, I mean, maybe he was. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously, he's obviously a man who lives dangerously. I mean, he doesn't check off the details before jumping on board a project, does he? Does he, Colin? You get it? <laughs> who like that in? <laughs> There's a chicken oh, in here. Tumbleweed? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, the chicken's called tumbleweed. Yes. All of them are called yeah, all of them are called tumbleweed. It's very confusing. Yeah, I'm sure it will. You have to put little bells on them and little, so they all make different noises. Well, I could line them up and make a song out of it. I thought you were gonna say make a casserole out of them. <laughs> I think you make a casserole out of bell wearing chickens. Yeah. Chicken you have to make sure you take the bells off first, otherwise you can choke on it, but Chicken casserole. All right. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and that's all I've got. Good. Funnily enough, there isn't a lot of uh, information out there on Moontrap. No, there's not. Can't think why. <laughs> well, we'll find out, won't we, in a minute? Yeah, we will. Yeah. 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 So we get some text on screen. July the 20th, 1969. 
and we open with footage of the moon landing. I, I like the use of real life events in this opening. I think it sets the scene a little bit. Yeah. I mean, this is the best bit. Oh, so. just <laughs> the, the best bit is footage they didn't shoot. And, and and it's it's better special effects than than what's in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's true because the footage of the moon landing we all know was shot by Stanley Kubrick, right? That's exactly what I was getting at. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> there it was. Uh, then we suddenly cut to some sort of uh, robot on the moon watching the lunar lander taking off. Although it it acts like a muppet, like the way it moves. Is this stop motion? No, it couldn't be. Why would you do that in stop motion? You could just have someone hold it up and put it down. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. I think the little one, when it comes out of the pods later, that's stop motion, isn't it? Yeah, probably, yeah. Because they're not they're not going to plumb for... Uh, they haven't got the money to do actual servos and make something mechanical that moves properly, so could just it's got to be stop motion. Pull it on a string. I suppose you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't look as good, though, would it? That's what they get in this Oh. Film. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You're right. So we cut to opening credits and the sound of a bugle and then mm -hmm. a radio-type voice saying, good morning, good morning, the future is here and the future is now. I think when the future is now, it's called the present, right? <laughs> no expert on chronological matters, but... Is this our first in instance of fantastic dialogue in this movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah. it gets better because it's the start of the 1990s, a brand new decade, full of thrills, chills, and excitement. What's this guy babbling on about? It's the start of the 1990s. How does he know it's going to be full of thrills, chills, and excitement for everyone? Were we in the 90s at this point? When was it made? 88, you said. 89, didn't you? Yeah, 88, 89, yeah. So this is the future? Well, no, because it's made in 89. It's set in 1990. It's not really the future. It's just like Kospov. I mean, it could have, the film could have been made in December of 1989 and it's set in January 1990. That's not a futuristic film, is it? <laughs> You're not going to be going, oh, we'll watch this new science fiction film. It's set tomorrow. Ooh. <laughs> set on Thursday. Well, yeah, but you have to watch it now. Otherwise, if you watch it on Friday, it's a period piece. It's a historical film, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just wondered, because some of the technology that, NASA seems to have it. It's a little bit... Yep, we'll see you know in about saying? five seconds. Hold on. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a radio presenter. It's ground control talking to a space shuttle pilot who's our Colonel Jason Grant. And ground control starts teasing Grant about how lovely the weather is back on Earth. Perfect for a round of golf. Yeah, what a, what a way to open your movie. Black screen, white credits, and a conversation about golf. Sounds great, as long as the film's about golf. <laughs> no, they don't even play golf on the moon later. Well, they don't. Missed opportunity, right? That would be a nice callback to this conversation. Yeah, yeah it'd be a bit yeah. weird, though, if he's shooting aliens and then he suddenly just gets out of five iron. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, they are dicking around on the moon before they actually go on yeah, that mission, yeah. aren't they? So. Yeah, yeah, they should have whacked some golf balls. Yeah, there you go. He's, he's, I've always wanted to do this, which he does yeah. say, but then he does something completely stupid. So, Yeah. yeah. Uh, Grant has been in space for so long that he's starting to get bars of the majestic view of Earth. He refers to himself as a truck driver and that he's got to do something to liven this place up. 
the film's title appears and we see the moon. An orchestral scar with strains of 2001 then blends into some cheap-sounding 80s Casio keyboard music. <laughs> yeah, what was that about? It starts off really good and then just... Mm-hmm. Did they, did, could they only afford the, the orchestra for like 10 minutes? Yeah, they're all, they're <laughs> all sat down. <laughs> and the guy taps on the thing. And they're all, right, that's it. We'll put the instruments away and get up and leave. I'll make it work. Don't you worry. I'll make it work. Presses demo on a Casio keyboard. There is a bit of that. Yes, it does sound like that. Yeah. And we, we see the space shuttle perform a roll as it moves towards us. Yes. And then Grant says, the final frontier. So it's funny, actually, because, you know, we just said the music is awful. Yeah. I thought, yeah, like you, I thought, oh, the music's awful. And then Walter Koenig kicks in with this fake Captain's Log joke, which is there because he's Walter Koenig, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, that's what they're going for. It's kind of overblown, silly music because it's a joke. That won't continue. No. No. (laughs) I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So he continues his speech. The space shuttle Camelot journeys into the void, braving the dark depths of the universe, manned by the daring and adventurous Colonel Jason Grant and his dynamic partner, Ray Tanner. And as he says this, we see that Ray is fast asleep in the co-pilot's seat, like doing a podcast. Sorry, what? Did you say something? Oh, yeah. Wake up. (laughs) Start snoring then for a second. Do do you think that they went down the list of like classic Star Trek actors before they settled on Walter Koenig? God, they approached William Shatner. Yeah, they approached. Who would be next? Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy. Right? Yeah, and then you're working your DeForest way down. Kelly. Yeah, James Doohan. Yeah, George Takai. James Doohan. And then Walter. Yeah. Oh no, Michelle Nichols. Yeah. Oh, that's the eighties. For a woman, for a change. The eighties. They wouldn't have done that, would they? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Do you think they did that? And he was the only one that said. Yeah, all right. Not doing anything else, am I? Yeah, that's true. Mm. Uh, yeah, maybe they did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Grant ejects the tape that the music is playing on. Tape. Yes. Six years after CDs came out. And and is this is this music on this tape that this advanced shuttle is equipped with? Is this what he listens to generally, or is it just made for him to do these jokey narrations? Does he carry it around with him? I don't, yeah, I never thought of that because it's the music that we heard over the top of his captain's log, isn't it? Yeah. So he carries it around with him. That he t- oh, I bet he's a barrel of laughs on those missions, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a briefing room, and he's like, "So now we're going to talk about uh, tomorrow's mission." And then you hear do 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 in the background. He's at the back going, "Captain's log." You just make sure you take the tape deck out of the room before he comes in, don't you? Because he's only got a tape. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. got, he hasn't got anything more advanced. That's right. Yeah. I'll just smash it up. Yeah. So, so Grant goes back to talking about Earth, and he wants to get rid of the freeze-dried food that they're eating. Command Center says that Grant should wake up Tanner because the wounded bird is coming their way, and they can't miss the pickup. Grant hits a switch that sets a siren off. Tanner wakes up with a start and flips the switches back. Pretty quick, says Grant. 
Oh, just training habit from the old days of carrier duty on the med, and clean living, and youthful energy. It's, it's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. Grant points out that Tucker is not as young as he used to be. Grant mocks him and bets that Tanner had one of those, you know, Top Gun nicknames back in the day. Grant's was Einstein. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently because he always fought his way out of a problem. And we see that later in the movie, don't we? How he thinks his way out of problems, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Tanner reveals that his was the penetrator. <laughs> you, you used to have that nickname, didn't you? Duh. No, no. <laughs> no. No can of Play-Doh was safe. Damn, you, you, you got that in there before I said it. That's what that well, and uh, uh, oddly that, considering you were the penetrator, that I got there first. <laughs> you, di you didn't take a breath before you stuck it in, did you? <laughs> Don't usually. <laughs> oh, cancelled. Filth, filth. <laughs> yep, we're done. <laughs> These, these space effects of the ships, they're not too bad, are they? Oh, so far, they're fine. They lack detail. Like, yeah, but... Twiddly bits, but... For a low-budget... Perfectly For a low-budget movie, they're yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Suddenly, they pick up a radar contact. It's big and closing fast. Grant asks Command Center if they're picking it up. They are. And they say it'll miss the shuttle, but there's conflicting reports. Grant and Tanner do a scan of the object, and it looks like some kind of... Ship. They move closer to get some shots of it. Houston tells them that the object's orbit is decaying. They want a volunteer to go over and take a look inside. Tanner wants to go, but Grant pulls rank. He heads over to a spacesuit. Grant asks Tanner to check for any radiation, and Tanner reports there's nothing. He thinks the alien ship has been called for a long time. Nobody seems amazed. That there's a ship, though. No, I know. Yeah, I know. This huge, giant alien spaceship. Yeah. Taking it very, very well. Yeah. And how did they not see it when it was some distance away? Because it was huge, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how fast is it moving? <laughs> Maybe they just didn't look out of that particular window. Yeah. Too busy talking about Penetrator. That's right, yeah. Yeah, well, there's a lesson mm -hmm. there for you, pal. There is. Knock it, knock it on the head. Yeah. Grant makes his way over and sees some strange writing on the outside. And he spots a breach in the hull. And inside is an object. He moves in closer and reaches out and just takes it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just pick up a strange alien object poking out of a hole in a strange alien spaceship and take it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it'd be fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Tanner asks him what it is. Not sure. It's self-contained. Doesn't look like part of the ship. I'm going to bring it back. What, what about quarantine? Just asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's clearly either an egg, a seed, or an alien American football. Either way, put it back. But he, he's a get-up-and-go kind of character, Grant, though, isn't he? Yeah. You know, he's... Because he's, now he's got up and gone with the seed. As he turns to make his way back, he sees the corpse of a humanoid float past him. He does. Shuttle lands. In a lab on Earth, they have the seed and the corpse. Grant reveals that it's 14,000 years old, according to carbon dating. Which is impossible. Go on. 
Is this your science bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the science. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to start talking about tachyons again, Colin, are you? <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, it's less science, guy, and more science. Why? <laughs> carbon dating only works because radiocarbon is constantly being created in the Earth's atmosphere by the interaction of cosmic rays with atmospheric nitrogen. Can't carbon date something that's not been on Earth. That's true. Yeah, it is. Then the writers of this, though, I mean, they're, they're not going to let a little pesky thing like science get in the way of telling a story, <laughs> Colin. That's, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, they don't yeah. even do that in things like Star Trek Discovery anymore, so don't worry about it. Okay. All forgotten. I'm getting, a, I'm getting, with this, this scene with the, with the, in the room with the, with the husk of the body and everything, and they're all looking at it. I was getting a little bit of life force vibes from this. Yeah, but unfortunately not the right ones, not, right? Definitely not, no. <laughs> Although knowing you, it's possible still. <laughs> it didn't work, I tried. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't. Oh, that's a fine-looking corpse. <laughs> no, I couldn't get there. So apparently the ship and the alien were on the moon all that time ago. And we find out the seed is a mixture of tough alloys and is hollow, but they can't open it without destroying it. And then we have one government guy called Haskell who, for some reason, doesn't believe what they're saying, even though there's a body there that they collected from space and there's a giant ship in orbit and there's a seed. Yeah, I, I, I was guessing that, he, that the inference is that he thinks that they're just concocting a story to, to get more funding. Yeah, it, it's just like they had to create some kind of antagonistic character and you always have them in these type of things, but usually the complaint is based off some kind of logic. <laughs> Again, science, logic, don't. Oh yeah, let, let it, go. it go. So they leave the lab, and then inside, a seed begins to open to reveal the robot we saw at the beginning, which now also has tentacles. Yeah. Yeah, and it kind of reaches out and does something, doesn't it? But you don't see what it's doing. Yeah. Were you surprised by the size of the robot? Because in the opening, I thought it was massive, and now it's tiny. I, it can get massive, though, can't it, as we see later? <laughs> yeah, it can. You know, you get a little robot, you rub it a bit, get gets a bit bigger. And you get, you get a big you robot. Get a big robot. There you go. Yeah, so it All works. Right. I, I, did, I did make me think of the opening to Terrorhawks a bit, this as well. Oh, I didn't think about yeah. that, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the robot starts smashing the glass partition in the lab, and then we cut to some low-grade computer graphics and a voice saying, access granted, replay, analysis, organic remains, human. So the robot appears to be accessing the computer, and the voice says, tissue reconstruction. Is it just... what? It's not actually doing tissue reconstruction, is it? Because how would this computer know? yeah. And it doesn't do that anyway, does it? No, no. What? What it, and then what it talks it, about suit reconstruction. Yeah. I don't know what it's doing. It's referencing stuff because it 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 literally does a diagram of what the ancient alien spacesuit looked like and gets it spot on from what we see later. Yeah. yeah. Mm, all right. So. I, I don't know which way the information's going. Is he sending this into the computers? Why would he be doing that, this robot? What, what? I don't, yeah. Let it go. All right. 
The computer narrows down the launch site of the ship to the Prometheus crater on the moon. I don't know why it's doing this, because Charlotte knows where it came mm -hmm. from, but all right. But this causes a flicker of lights. Meanwhile, Grant and the others are in an elevator. Grant questions Haskell. Is his intention to tell Washington they've created an elaborate hoax? If so, then they'll make their own report to the President's Advisory Committee. And, but Grant doesn't really want to do that. And they want to talk to Haskell, and he says, so talk. And all this is going on in this one like little elevator, mm -hmm. this badly lit elevator. It's, it's a really dull way to, to... I mean, have them walking through corridors or something, you know. Yeah, this exposition yeah. in this little room. Yeah. Yeah, so Grant reveals that they want to go back to the moon, that all the evidence points to an ancient baser. Haskell isn't impressed. It's been 20 years since the last lunar mission. Go on, yeah, you have a problem with that? All the evidence points to an ancient base on the moon. What evidence? Why, why would there be... <laughs> this ship was in space where they found this Yeah, thing. But, but but they found moon dust on it. Oh, well, on the bodies and stuff, so they said it came from the so, moon. But still, does that evidence point to an alien base on the moon? No. No, not to you and me, but yeah, you know, these are NASA people. They're above us. Yeah, they're, yeah, it's not our pay grade, is it? We're not, we're not, we're not going. No, no. Okay, all right, I can live with no. that. Sort of. So Askell says it's been twenty years since the last lunar mission. Where are they going to get all the equipment from? Aha, says Tanner. There's an old Saturn Apollo unit in mothballs down at the Cape. Grant and Tanner are ready to go now, but they still need funding. I'm still listening, says Haskell. Meanwhile, back at the lab. The robot pulls off the mechanical arms mm -hmm. from so, some crane yes. thing that's in the yes. lab. And then we see sparks. And then somehow the robot has attached these claws <laughs> to its mm -hmm. arm bits. And now it's got big clawy arms. Are, are you concerned about the security in this place? I mean, they've left this alien artifact with, a, with a, an alien body in a room with nobody guarding it. It doesn't even seem that there's any sort of surveillance going on or anything. They just leave it and no, walk off. And like, <laughs> yep. All right. But do you not find this whole NASA base appears to be very badly lit and nobody's in it? <laughs> Maybe it's nighttime. Maybe a lot of the staff are, are, have gone home for the night. Oh, yeah, because famously, when it gets dark and the stars and stuff, space people can't work. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, they only ever work during the day. <laughs> you bring... All these astronomers going, all these astronomers going, God, I tell you what, it's really hard to see these stars. Have you ever thought of trying at night? Oh, no, we only do days. <laughs> That's there's these other uh, astronomers just working nights going, how come we're getting all this information and these day guys are getting nothing? That's why the space program stalled over the last few years, Colin. They're doing it all wrong. Yeah. Oh, is it? Too much Too light. Too much light. Yeah. No, it's, right. it, it, I mean, the, the real answer, Colin, is it's shit. Is what, <laughs> it's, it's what you, you know. All right. So we, we cut back to a, a corridor now, and granted the others are still trying to convince Haskell... I've a, this is the longest walk and conversation on record. Oh, that robot is really fast. Well, clearly it's fast. I mean, look at it in a minute. Mm. Or is it a minute? <laughs> <laughs> Time does move strangely in this film. Have you noticed that? 
okay. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't just me. Grant is saying to Haskell, think of all the benefits that could be found. New life support systems, alien construction, even weaponry. It is very hard not to say, like, even weaponry. <laughs> it is hard not to do that. I'm sure it was harder for him. Tanner points out that the Soviets are planning a lunar landing in the next two years, and all that will be theirs to find. But Haskell isn't going to be railroaded that way for it, but, oh, he's interested. Mm-hmm. Back at the lab, a research assistant. <laughs> Every time you say that, all I can hear in my head is, meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going for, that kind of thing. <laughs> so a research assistant, she just walks into the, the lab mm-hmm. and discovers the missing body, calls security. She sees an arm on the floor. As she heads out, she hears a sound and stops. A claw descends from the ceiling, somehow grabs her. Yeah. <laughs> and then blood drips down. Just a little bit. Throws her against the wall. Yeah, just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, just one little drip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then a shot that kind of had me chuckling for quite a while. There's the legs of the robot I've seen leaving the lab. It's clearly just somebody with two, like, poles lifting them up, <laughs> doing like a pretend walk. <laughs> We, we never actually see the robot in full shot walking, do we? At any point in this no. film? No. No. Because even in a minute, in, there's going to be an action sequence. It doesn't move, does it? Nope. So Grant and Tanner are at a drinks machine that's refusing to give Tanner his drink, and they think they've got Haskell on board. They move to a cafeteria, which is the smallest cafeteria. It's like got two tables. <laughs> it has, with no one else in it as well. No, and there's no lighting on. It, it is nice to see Bruce Campbell doing full-on Bruce Campbell in this in this little bit as well, where he's kicking the uh, the, the drinks machine and yeah, yeah, yeah. Grant says they need one more person in this mission to go ahead. Major George Beck, and in the background, like he said, Tanner is kicking shit out the drinks machine. Mm-hmm. Both Tanner and Grant are determined to go. Finally, security turns up at the lab and finds the research assistant dead. They get a call to bring every man and gun to another part of the base. There's something huge in the corridor. <laughs> Terrible title for a horror film. There's something huge in the corridor. Coming soon. I'd watch it. Yeah, you would. You'd be disappointed, though, if it, were, if it was something else, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. You weren't expecting something else. If, you know, if you get my meaning. Yeah, mm. I know. Back in the cafeteria, Tanner Karate kicks a vending machine and shrink appears. Hey, we take no shit from a machine. No, no, no. We talked about callbacks earlier. This is the thing that yeah. we are going to get called back on quite a few times. Of all, of all the, the things. things. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know when, yep. when the writer came up with that line, he thought, that ah, it's a great line, and that's going to be so good when we use it again later. <laughs> I'll be really clever here. I'll set it up there, and I'm going to do it again here. Yeah. <laughs> Rubbed his, rubbed his hands, leaned back, and went, ah, now I can have that cigar. I wonder if they said to Campbell, dude, whatever you do, don't really kick the machine. It's the only one we've got, and it's rented. <laughs> it was an actual real one that the, the, yeah. the, that the crew were using. Yeah, yeah, it's theirs, yeah. Jesus Christ, Campbell, did you have to? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going to eat for a day. <laughs> a siren starts, the security come rushing through. 
There's a security leak, an intruder. They all run down a corridor and are confronted with a giant robot that all this was built during their conversation. That's right. It works fast. Security are about to open fire, but Carmen stops them. He's like one of the professors who works yeah. there. Yeah. And says that this is the first time we've had a chance to talk to a non-human intelligence. We can't meet it with hostility. He moves closer to it. We mean you no harm. We want to establish contact. Give us a sign. The robot shoots him. <laughs> no, it's the, a sign? It, it's a, it definitely is a sign. Now, you were talking about the, the government guy who was a stereotype. The, the, this is the stereotypical scientist who believes he can make friends with, with the alien and then ends up either dying or something happens to him. It goes all the way back to War of the Worlds, doesn't it, in the 50s? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. did I did enjoy the line that you're going to do in a minute, though. Get the son of the bitch. <laughs> That's what Carmen yells suddenly. Yeah. yeah, that did make me chuckle, I have to say. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't take much to change his mind. It's not like they really... It just wounded him slightly in the arm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you'd be angry, so, wouldn't you? I'd be miffed. Hmm. Yeah. Could have had your arm off. So they open fire. Somehow... The robot is undamaged, and it starts shooting at the men with streams of electricity. Yeah, you say somehow it, it, it's, it, it remains undamaged, when in reality, you could probably just go and kick it over, really. Well, I also don't know why the bullets aren't doing any damage, because the material that it's built from is material it found in the lab. That's true. That's true, because only the, like, the head of it is the alien thing, isn't it? Yeah. Which which this which will be problematic in a second. <laughs> it will, yes. <laughs> so Grant sees uh, the air vent seal system in the ceiling and has an idea. Also, when they show you that shot, you can see that this corridor has a fire sprinkler system that at no point has turned on, even though there are explosions, electricity, and fire throughout this corridor. When this is over, I think NASA need to look at the safety features in their building. <laughs> I think they do. I think they do. do. Do you think that they were, if they shot this in a real, as we said, a nuclear reactor, and it was a real corridor in there, they're probably the real sprinkler system, so they probably wouldn't be allowed. They just happen to be there. There's nothing they could do about it. Yeah, probably. Mm. But pro the thing for me was when the camera showed it, I was like, oh, Grant's going to somehow turn on the fire sprinkler system and there's electricity. But then he jumps into an air vent, and I'm like, I, I, the film's so dark, I didn't even see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, neither did I. Yeah. All right, so he climbs the ladder into the ceiling ducts, and the robot senses Grant moving through the air vents, and Tanner notices this, and he sits over here, laser breath. Great. Even though, technically, robot's not firing lasers, he's firing electricity. That's true. But, uh, That's true, yep. yeah. Yeah, all right. And this robot, with a complete understanding of human insults and obviously a thin skin, ironic considering all the bullets it's deflecting, turns its attention to Tanner. He's insulted him. Yeah. I mean, fine. He's going to kill him anyway. That's true. Oh, spoilers. Oh, sorry. Mm. So <laughs> this bit, we got to Grant in the air vent and he's trying to lift one of the vents and he's clearly acting as if it's tricky to open, but you can see he's opening it. Because <laughs> he goes, he goes, lifts it up a bit, then quickly shuts it down as if he's like, oops, not supposed to be able to open it that easily. This is very light. 
maybe mime mime acting was never Walter's thing, really. You know, right? Maybe that maybe it's not his strong point. It's just strange watching Walter Koenig being an action hero, isn't it? Yeah, I I wouldn't mind seeing more films that he did. Seeing Just to see what, what he was like in other stuff, yeah, especially something that was better than this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen him in a. There must be something. I've right? seen him in a couple of Columbo episodes. <laughs> oh, I'll check those out. He was good. That's a start. He was good in those. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Grant manages to lift the vent, and then he fires down onto the robot's head, which explodes and is destroyed. But this is odd because that is the only part of this robot that's made from the original seed, which we already know was a tough ally that they don't understand. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're doing that thing where, as, as a reasonably intelligent human being, you're remembering stuff that they mentioned <laughs> earlier in the film. You're not supposed to remember those things, Colin. No, thanks for the reasonably. Oh, did you get that? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going down in my notes. <laughs> oh, no. You're going in your little black book. Yes. <laughs> Must be a huge file now, wasn't it? Oh, I'm on my third oh. book. <laughs> Only three. Just filled with your name. <laughs> Just your name. <laughs> Every page. <laughs> I'm surprised there's only three after 30-odd years, Colin, but I'm doing well then. When they, when they find me dead, they'll find these books and think I was just trying to do my own name. His name must be Paul Wood. You know, in the apocalypse, <laughs> when there's just like ruins. Look how many times you tried to learn his name. It'd be an artifact. They might think that you were a yeah, be, an idiot savant or something like that. A god, being a museum. <laughs> just that book. This is the book of Wood. But that would mean a whole religion would start up over my name, Colin. Yeah, yeah, that, that's unfortunate how wrong they'd be. People would have to get down on their knees and worship my name. Yeah, yeah, you sound like you're enjoying that way too much. Just a bit, yeah. They'll just be flipping through the book. Paul Wood, Paul Wood, Paul Wood. What's this? <gasps> Benedictine? <laughs> <laughs> a new religion must be started immediately. <laughs> We'll get there. Eventually. So Grant drops from the vent, still undecided, equips to Haskell. Right, now, the film gets a little bit odd at this point. We cut to a teenager reading a comic, Alien Encounters. We can hear piano music and somebody grunting. I started to get a little concerned at this point. It's taking a dark turn all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, ooh. But it's just Colonel Grunt. Ah, sorry, Grant. Uh, 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 here yeah. all night. <laughs> and he's doing press-ups, and the boy starts to copy him. At this point, I was like, who's this boy? Well, you know, he, do, he does explain it in a minute, doesn't he? No, but usually, if, well, first of all, it doesn't look like Colonel no. Grant, and nobody has mentioned his family. At the beginning of the film... When Grant is talking about things he's missing because he's been in space for so long, at no point does he mention his son. He talks about golf <laughs> and the weather. Doesn't mention yeah, his you, son. Yeah, they should have set it up with just a line at least. Yeah. Yeah. But but there's no 
all through this film, there is no tissue connecting anything together. <laughs> it's just stuff oh, oh. <laughs> that makes no sense. You know, if this was Saturn 3, it'd be Kurt Douglas. He'd be doing that bollock naked. Yeah, and he wouldn't be using his hands Ooh. either. That's true. Yeah. Very virile man yeah. at that point. Not now, obviously. Yeah. He's dead. Wow. Newsflash. <laughs> Somebody might not know. I don't know. <laughs> well, if they didn't, there's probably a better way of bringing in news to them. <laughs> and just blurting out he's dead. A blunt. Yep. yep. You've heard that. So we learn that Grant is divorced and that his wife is still seeing a new boyfriend. What What's going on with Walter's uh, makeup in this scene? <laughs> he looks like Gloria Swanson in Sunset Boulevard, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why is he why is he what's the lippy for he, he he looks a bit waxy doesn't he yeah yeah yep. he doesn't look like this in the rest of the film though does he it's just this scene yeah it's just this scene yeah maybe it was something to do with the lighting maybe possibly yeah i don't know yeah it's very strange um so this is the phone rings it's ray he sounds drunk and Grant's worried about how loud he's talking about the mission, you know, because it's confidential information and he's in a bar. So Grant says he'll go and collect him from the bar before he says too much. We cut to a club and a topless dancer. I did not see those breasts coming. Well, they don't. Wait, what? <laughs> I did not see those breasts coming in this film. I mean, do you ever really see? Um, they usually take you by surprise. In a film, <laughs> I mean, in life, <laughs> I mean, you're walking where, down where, the street and suddenly you're assaulted by two large breasts. <laughs> so, so can you explain what happened? Well, officer, they took me by surprise. <laughs> if I see them coming, I punch the lights out. <laughs> <laughs> you're standing there punching breasts. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was wondering where you. Where have you been hanging out, Colin? If you're just assaulted by breasts, as you. As you're walking down the street. Running down the street, giant one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just running away screaming, I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> I was bottle fed, Colin, so it wouldn't interest me. Yeah, that, that makes sense. It what? That explains what, what? a lot. Why? What you... <laughs> well, they always say, you know, bottle feed baby. It's a bit weird. Is that what they say? They grow yeah, they usually grow up to be killers. <clears throat> All right, let's change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> I've never killed anyone, I'm just saying. But then again, if I had, I would say that, wouldn't mm. I? But, yeah. Yeah, you would. Yeah, first thing yeah. you'd say. In fact, you're more suspicious <laughs> now. Oh, I'm cutting that out. <laughs> uh, so Ray is drunk and acting out bits from the Honeymooners. Ray's with a guy we've never seen before. It turns out to be the George Beck, the other pilot. But here he's doing some of the worst drunk acting I've ever seen. Yeah, doesn't he? He kind of appears from un under the table. Yeah, and it, but he, he's doing like, uh, uh, kind of acting. I remember when Michael Caine talks about a scene and the director stopped him and asked him, what, what are you doing? And in, he says, I'm supposed to be drunk in this scene. I'm, I'm playing drunk. And the director says, well, you're an actor who's trying to walk crooked and talk slurred. A drunk 
is a man trying to walk straight and talk properly. Go out and do it again. I, I remember that. That was one of those um, actor sort of, um, I think it was like a, um, wasn't it like a documentary or a, it was a, uh, it was Ma- him teaching some. theatre or something. That's like it. Acting with Michael Caine. Something teaching like some young, yeah. young actors, wasn't he? Yeah. And of course, he went on to play one of the best drunks in cinema ever, didn't he? In Educating Rita. Yeah, that's true. But this guy's clearly not seen that. In all fairness, his drunk acting is better than his straight acting later. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he should have stayed drunk. Which one of those am I, by the way? Just out of curiosity. Am I, am I a, a, an actor? Drunk or straight? <laughs> well, you're not straight. <laughs> Am I a, so you must be a drunk. Am I an actor who's trying to play someone drunk and stagger around? Or am I someone who's drunk trying to act like he's not drunk? You know, usually in quizzes, there's supposed to be some kind of like trick to the question where you really don't know the mm-hmm. answer instantly. Mm-hmm. This is not a quiz. <laughs> it's like that, is it? All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Grant turns up at the bar. Ray starts jabbering about getting Grant his own movie of the week and then starts talking about Francine that she called him real hush, hush, to doing the mission. They want them to go to the moon and see if there's any more of those machines up there. Search and destroy. So who's Francine and how does she know before the astronauts who are going to be in this mission know about the mission and why is she talking on the phone about it? Who knows? Who knows? That's fire. Yeah, she's obviously a security risk. Yeah, definitely. I did like Walter Koenig's leather jacket that he's wearing. It was very reminiscent of the jacket he wears in Star Trek Four. Ah. Mm. Maybe he borrowed it. Got to keep it. Took it home. Stole it, is what you say. No, well, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nudge, yeah, yeah. nudge. <laughs> Got to keep it. Yeah. Just, just left the set in entirely those clothes. <laughs> no. Not that pink Andy Pandy outfit that he's wearing in Star Trek Three. <laughs> Do you remember that one? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, yeah. He, he he went home with all those clothes from Star Trek Four, goes and up in his closet, and then there's all the uniforms from all the other <laughs> Star Trek films. You never know when they might come in handy. We cut to a rocket launching, and then a. Sorry, <laughs> right. this sentence made me laugh. We cut to a rocket launching and then a pan across the moon. <laughs> a pan across the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just just <laughs> flies past. I mean, you know, the camera. I meant the yeah, camera. Not, pans. not a frying pan or yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Grant's in a spacesuit on top of a crater, looking down on a lunar lander. We hear breathing and odd music. And Tanner is driving the lunar vehicle below. Hey, anybody order a cab? Why is she shouting? Because <laughs> they've got they've, they've got helmets on, so they're on comms, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's the moon, so. <laughs> what was that? Can't hear you. Shout louder. <laughs> you like a party with a happy atmosphere? <laughs> what? I want an atmosphere. Oh, what are you say. Well, it's funny you should say party because. <laughs> Koenig's moonwalking looks like he's doing Saturday Night Fever strutting, doesn't it? Well, how do you know that's not how you walk on the moon? I've seen those footage of people walking on the moon. They didn't walk like that. It's all fake, Paul. Well, I don't know, it could be. Well, this is how it really is, is what you're saying. Yeah, this is the truth. Yeah, yeah. He, he... <laughs> that's, that's, that's why Dyke keeps making this film. 
Ah, so when they go to the moon, they, they really got their flurs on and their massive open collar shirt and their medallion on, is what you're saying. Yeah. Under yeah. the spacesuit, obviously. Because Yeah. Yeah. And everyone knows that you've got Just to show it really loud as well if you you know, want to attract the attention of, yeah, yeah. of the girl on, on the space moon bar. Yeah. Space space moon bar. Space moon bar. I'm I'm free running here, don't <laughs> that's the name of it. Wow. They they they're building this bar. They're like, what should we call it? Mm, I don't know. Cratered? No. Um, Lunar space moon. Because those are the two things I can see. Space moon. And this 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 building's gonna be a uh, bar. Space moon bar. My god, you're a genius. Hey, say what you say. If they hired the, the dancer from the previous bar, say he'd moved the franchise up to the moon, you could call it Lunar Tips. I said tips. Place the place, it, it runs itself. That's good after if you were in charge. <laughs> you don't want me in charge of a bar, Colin. <laughs> That's the last thing you want. <laughs> you know what I've always wanted to do, says Grant. This starts running and he falls over, and Tanner starts laughing. At this point, I was like, Is this a dream sequence? I know it's very strange, isn't it? Mm. It's very strange. I mean, the 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 they're trying to establish that these two are the best of friends, which is really awkward when you've got two actors that have got absolutely no chemistry together on screen at all. <laughs> yep, and there's a, like, 48-year age difference or whatever. That's right. I mean, Bruce Campbell looks really young in this, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, he's very fresh-faced. Yeah. Also, you'd think it'd be Tanner who'd be the one that wants to roll around. Yeah, because we've already established that Grant is quite a... Um, and, you know, he's the guy that gets things done. He's even said it himself. Yeah. 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 Doesn't work. There's, no, there's no consistency here. Maybe it was a typo and it got the names around the wrong way. Possibly. Possibly. But this would have been, rather than having him cloning around, this would have been, I don't think it would have been as jarring if we'd have had the call back to the golf and maybe he's just brought a golf club and a ball with him and he, he just wanted to do yeah. it one time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he like hits the ball and they see it fly off and then it smashes through the alien base <laughs> and you just see Grant hand Tanner the golf club and Tanner's got the golf club and he's like what and then all these aliens appear and Grant's just edging away slightly <laughs> pointing at him <laughs> told him not to use the yeah. five iron yeah 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 I mean he looks the sort yeah yeah mm. he gets in the vehicle with Tanner Tanner isn't happy about running into another one of those machines. Should have thought about that before, really. I just thought of something as well. They're on a search and destroy mission mm -hmm. to to look for more of these dangerous alien robots that attack the base. Uh huh. That they only luckily managed to destroy. They didn't destroy through any yeah technology yeah. they've got. Yeah. Yeah. And they send three people, one of which is still up on the spacecraft. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't send like any Marines or anything like that, you know? No. Nope. Just, nope. just one middle-aged guy and one young guy. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, NASA are budget conscious, aren't they? Remember? Well, they seem to be because, I mean, they're not paying those overtime hours because they're working through the day now, as we've already established. So, right. you know, yeah. they've got to be careful. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, a robot watches them. It sees the lunar lander. 
that moves underground towards it when it's close by. Tentacles rip through the ground, then electricity flashes of the lunar lander, and then it rushes away. Loved it, Colin. Loved it. That was great. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. At least I think that's what happens because, you know, it's kind of jarring the editing because I don't think the tentacles worked. No, they can't really show it, can they? No. 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 Meanwhile, Tanner and Grant are still driving. They contact George in the Arbiter. It's this moon buggy stuff. When, when it's a long shot, it's a, it's a little remote control car, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think so, yeah. And they do like a weird slow-mo effect on it as well, which makes it look even worse. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I don't... I guess they thought space. Everything moves slow. Uh, everything moves slowly, yeah. Are, are you sure it's that? Or maybe it just looked really terrible when they when they played it at full speed? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you thought, thought the slowness would give it weight, maybe? Possibly. I think that's probably what they, mm-hmm. <laughs> what they were going for, yeah. George realizes he's left his son's frisbee on the orbiter. He wanted to try and throw it on the moon. Mm-hmm. Which is what you said earlier, that it doesn't really, there should have been a golf ball on the golf yep. club because that's what was mentioned yep. that he always wanted to do. Yep. He didn't say. I mean, actually, that would have been a good way of learning that he's got a son. I've always wanted to throw my son's frisbee on the moon. Yeah, put that, but, uh, put that line earlier in the movie when they're just chatting or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, it feels like a first draft, doesn't it? Until you, and you know, and they haven't reread yeah. it, or and they go, "Oh, well, that bit would work better there, and we'll take that out." They just left it. Yep, I agree. Yeah. So they are twelve minutes away from their target. The robot continues to watch them and listen into their conversation. George tells them the target is directly ahead, but Tanner and Grant have to leave the rover because the incline is too steep. They climb up the hill. As they see a building curved in a hill. A light flashes on it. It's a base, says Grant. A goddamn base, and we're being invited in. Yeah, says Turner. But who's throwing the party? <laughs> they drive closer to it. How do they drive closer to it when we, they said that they had to leave the buggy on the hill because it was a steep incline? My only logic is that they, they steep incline so they could see, and then they saw a way round. They went round the England. But it doesn't actually explain that, does it? No. Okay. Do you know what do you, do you know uh, what would have been a great tagline for this film, Colin? What? On the poster. What? Shut your trap. Get the son of a bitch! So they stop outside an enormous archway surrounded by rubble and disembark the buggy. Is is uh, Fred there? Flintstone. The rubble's there. <laughs> I don't know if the others are there. Barney Rubble's there. Barney and the hot one. What was his? What was his wife's name? Oh, what was his name? I was like that. <laughs> uh, the hot one. Uh, duh, 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 duh. Oh gosh, what was the name? Oh, actually, the, no. That there was the Wilma, wife was not Wilma's Fred. Wilma's yeah. Fred's wife. Betty. Barney Rub- Betty. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's the hot one. She's the hot one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was a moment, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Looking look up. <laughs> yeah, I might edit that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Looking up at the structure, Grant whispers, "It's incredible," and we get a shot of a a, a, a serviceable model. Is how I describe <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> That's how you'd sell it, is it? Well, I'll tell you, sir. It's a very serviceable model. That would have been used in one science fiction film. 
and never used again. <laughs> nope. Nope. Little old lady. Yeah. She made it. Grant sees something in the soil and he clears it away, revealing a skull. Okay. All right. I'm on board. So it's a human skull. Yeah, it's it's probably the skull of the guy that commissioned this film after they took him out and shot him. Maybe it is, but all right, we'll we'll discuss this in a bit. Oh, all right, okay, all right. Are you building up to something? I <laughs> building, right. building up to a complaint. <clears throat> They're about what? Well, not not a complaint at me. I hope. Oh no! I usually me. I do those in writing. Oh, oh you do? Yeah, yeah. Triple. Yeah. They're about to go inside when Grant stops. He's forgotten something. He moves to a case on the back of the buggy, and he removes. Two machine guns. Yeah. Yeah. Do they work on the moon? I was going to ask you that, actually. <laughs> well, about, I'm not convinced about the physics, but... Well, they kind of work in space later, don't they, as well? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what did they use on Earth against the robot that didn't work? Uh, shotguns and things like that, didn't they? Oh, all right, well, that's different. Machine guns different then. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. No, I was just concerned with, with like, like you said, do they work on the moon? Well, well, actually, what my point is, it doesn't even matter if they're on the moon or on Earth. Guns don't actually kill these robots. So I don't know why you went with that's machine true. guns. That's true. That's true. Maybe they're souped up 1990s futuristic, you know, oh, machine Oh, guns. with a tape deck in it. With a tape deck in it, just in case you can play it while he's doing it, you know, feel real heroic, you know. Yeah. 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 Christ, says Grant. I know how he feels. Guns on the moon. I don't think we're the first ones, pal, replies Tanner. Better title for the film, though. Guns on the moon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> they head off into the building, but something is watching them. Ooh. Not us. It's not us. <laughs> well, it was us, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> on the ground, they see more skeletons and what looks like more of the alien pod devices, but they're all broken open. Ah, oh, so the robots have escaped from the Looks like pod it. devices. Mm -hmm. Did you say plot devices? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I had now. <laughs> Inside, they walk through a reasonably impressive cathedral-like map painting. It's all right. I mean, yeah. as map paintings go. You don't see much of him these days, this, this map, do you? doesn't do a lot of... Paintings anymore. Retired. Ah, right, okay. Just, yeah. Well, it, before he retired, he went all weird with pointillism and stuff, and it just didn't look the same. Wow. All right. Yeah, you, you know your stuff, don't you? <laughs> yeah. He's read a book. <laughs> yeah, just the one. It was called pointillism. What's the point? <laughs> For all I know, you could have made it up, Colin. I don't know. <laughs> It's some kind of ceremonial hall, says Grant. How how does he how does he work this out? It does does it look it's no ceremonies taking place. There's nothing ceremonial about it. I have no idea how he knows this. And he elaborates, he says, weddings, bar mitzvahs, human sacrifices. Alright. It's just a Friday night for you. It is. Well, I don't know about the about the weddings. <laughs> <laughs> you can't crash a few, you don't care. Reaching a door. They find a control panel on the wall with an interface that looks like a human handprint. Ooh, that works when they've got gloves on. 
That's right, because Grant presses down his hand and he opens the door. Now, I was completely confused. This cathedral-like building isn't made by the alien pod people things, is it? I have not got a clue about <laughs> what's going on. This is my complaint. What is, is going on? The <laughs> southern skeletons are human. Are they from Earth? Are they humanoid from other planets? Well, I'm guessing when we see who we're going to meet in a minute, the, the this person's race. Right. Okay. So skeletons are that person's race killed by the robots. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. They, let's go with that for now. Okay. All right. Uh, they go inside. <laughs> the door closes behind and lights come on, revealing a sparse room with what looks like a control panel in the middle. On top of it, lays a human skeleton. A complete human skeleton. Yeah. All his teeth. All his teeth. Suddenly, a cloud of mist fills the room. <laughs> Sorry, pardon me. That was me. The <laughs> mist. <laughs> My fault. It's chilly. I'm, gl I'm glad it's Skype and I'm not actually in the room with you, Colin. Yeah. Did you, did you say mist? Mist. I haven't touched a drop all evening. It looks like the skeleton is wearing a silver bracelet. Does that, is that ever explained? What? I don't think nope. it is, is it? Nope. I'm asking it, it now. It's just the way that she recognises it. Ah, okay, right, okay. I, I thought I'd better ask now, because we're not going to get anywhere with it. So <laughs> maybe you know. Right. But... Right. Grant brushes aside the dust atop the panel, revealing an intact body inside of it. Oh. It's a... That's surprising. It is. It's a woman, he gasps. <laughs> Again, this is why he's paid the big bucks. Did you say big bucks? I did. Yes, I came <laughs> out completely wrong. <laughs> it's just giant encyclopedias. <laughs> there, there you go, Mr. Walter Haney. <laughs> as, you, as you asked, <laughs> we now paid you in big bucks. Hey, then NASA, like you said, they're on hard times. They're paying with books now, you know, paper. Hello, hello. Hard times, yeah. hard backs. <laughs> That's what you're getting. There you go. Box. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, the top of the control panel opens and the woman's hand slowly reaches up. My God, she's alive, Grant says. At this point, he's just giving a commentary on everything that we can see happening. <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> she's 14,000 years old. Yes, uh, is she, I assume that she's the same race as the other thing that we saw. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and she's alive in this machine, this life support machine, all that time. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else is dead but her. But her, yes. So I'm guessing the guy put her in it, sealed it up, took his uniform off, which we find is stored in, in a compartment in a minute, isn't it? A bit weird to get naked at a time like yeah. that, but all right. <laughs> Maybe he's that kind of guy, he likes to be free, you know. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die. Oh, <laughs> natural. <laughs> just dancing around. But he put it there, I guess, so that when someone who ever comes to find her and then gets her out, she'll have something to wear to, to leave. But where was her space? Oh. Where was her space suit? Yeah. Yeah. And why didn't the robots just kill her? Yeah, I was going to say maybe they can't get into the cathedral building, but 
that's not true because it happens in a minute, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. 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 She, he's like, I'm going to put you in this life support system. The robots will never know. They'll never see you. Cut to a robot just unplugging it <laughs> <laughs> with his foot. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Yeah, it's so. Oh. Pulling the top open, they help the woman out, who suddenly grabs one of their weapons and points it at them. At this point, our heroes just pull off their helmets and show her that they're human, just like her. Now, I get that the thinking is that, well, she's not wearing a spacesuit, so you can probably breathe. But it still seems like a pretty dumb thing to do, don't you think? Just to whip your helmet off. I mean, who's to say that she breathes oh, yeah. the same kind of... <laughs> I don't want to do she that. might not have the same kind of... Breathe the same kind of air as what we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just because she looks human. Exactly. Exactly. But... but They've never seen V. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think that Koenig would know, wouldn't you? I mean, he, he's always scanning for oxygen atmospheres and things like that. I think that's what he's doing in Star Trek yeah. 2 at the start of that movie, isn't it? Yeah, yeah he's broken his own he rules. Has. But luckily, it's all fine. The yeah, woman... Because there's, there's oxygen inside this abandoned, destroyed yes. building that no humans live in because they're all dead, just robots wandering I'm around. guessing that's what the mist was when it got pumped into the room. It was pumping an atmosphere into the room. Oh, Maybe it sensed... Because the, it sensed yeah, people were yeah. in it? Got it. Bear in mind, none of this is explained. We're just... Yeah. No. I was just... You, mm -hmm. Yeah. The woman lowers the gun. She's disorientated as they try to talk to her, but she doesn't understand English. But by doing the me, Taz, and you, Jane thing, they find out that her name is Mira. Yes. Yeah. Mira goes to the skeleton. She looks sad and then steals the bracelet. Yep. Oh, boo-hoo. Oh, that's nice. I love that. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> well, you know, times are hard. She's no money. That's right, yeah. She's the only one left mm -hmm. alive. She's got down to the burr bones. Yeah, very good. Grant? I'm chuckling on the inside. Crying on the outside. <laughs> Could you do it the other way around? It's less disturbing. Thank you. What, fate <laughs> face that way? <laughs> Yeah, do the whole podcast facing away from me, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll put my glasses on the back of my head. Grant, being the understanding guy that he is, tells her, it was a long time ago, love, get over it. It's basically <laughs> yeah. what he says to her, isn't it? Back at the landing craft, we get a POV shot as something moves towards it. It's another of the <gasps> robot things. It picks up the lander. Well, I say it picks it up. I mean, it doesn't really show you no, picking no. it up, but I the guess The lander moves. It supposed to be doing on the spacecraft a warning sounds and the pilot what was his name again barnes was it george, george, george yeah contacts grant asking him to check out the lander as it appears to be moving uh oh that's worrying what about the surprise package grant asks cryptically it's still functioning the pilot replies but get back there as the lander is your ride home nice of them to bring the aliens a gift really isn't it yeah, yeah. He said, what about the surprise package? He said, I went to the bathroom earlier. It's fine, Joe. Thanks for asking. Yeah, don't go in there. Whatever you do, <laughs> give it some no. time. Then you surprise will be yours. <laughs> Grant says to Tanner that they can't just leave her here, but Mira opens a compartment and pulls out her ancient alien spacesuit. 
That's going to work. It's going to work. In fact, doesn't one of them even say, is that going to work after so long? I think Tana says that. But she puts it on and it does work. With a last tearful look at the skeleton, she joins Grant and Tana, who set out to leave. But suddenly a robot alien bug-like creature crashes through the ceiling. A robot... Alien. Bug-like alien robot bug-like creature. creature. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It attacks them, but they blast it with their machine guns. It's like a spider thing, isn't it? Mm. Yes, it is. The creature yeah. explodes, yeah. and Mira says the word, Kalium. Ooh. You know what that means? You've killed my pet. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you both. <laughs> Why did you do yeah. that? It was my dog. Well, they don't know, do they? No. They set off on the buggy, <clears throat> back to the landing site as the Argo-1 pilot fills mission control in on the situation. I wish to hell I wasn't sitting on my ass, the pilot tells them. The complete opposite of how I feel, usually. Oh, yeah, you like sitting on your ass. Oh, well, who's out, who's out other? I'm not going to sit on anyone else's, am I? I don't know. Depends what you fancy. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we continue, can I just point out how lazy the, these names are? The alien are called Kalian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I was waiting. I thought, I, I won't mention that. I knew that you <laughs> were going to say it, but yeah. It's like, it's like it's the first thing they came up with. Mm-hmm. Do you think they went through the alphabet? Balian, Salian, Dalian, yeah. Phalian, Kalian. Ooh, Kalian. Well, we've got, Zalian. We've, got, we've got loads of letters left. No, no, Kalian. Stop the, <laughs> don't, don't. Don't overwork. Yeah, don't don't put more work in than you need to. I mean, clearly that's the philosophy of this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, Whew, fade in. All right, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Good day, everybody. We'll wing it. It'll be fine. Yeah, we'll yeah. be all right. On the moon buggy, Grant muses about what these Kaliums are. Weapons, tools, or hell, maybe even aliens. Really? Ah, yeah, the aliens could be aliens. <laughs> Clues in the name. Yeah. Uh, what are you shooting with, my clon? <laughs> <laughs> You're a Kalian using a clon? Yeah. Oh. But only Mira can tell us, he says. I'm beginning to seriously question the choice of Grant on this mission, to lead this mission. Why, you He's... don't like his uh, style? Well, he, he doesn't seem particularly competent to me. But, you know, he's, he's piloted a starship in his past, so maybe that goes a long way, you know. Well, starships usually do. <laughs> Reaching the landing site, they find that the lander is gone. Kalium, says Mira again. Yeah, I'm beginning to think that's the only word she knows. I think it might be. You know, says Tanner. Those Kalium are really starting to bug me. I can relate, replies Grant. It's bloody awful, isn't it? Yeah, this is, who, who thought that was a good line? I can relate. All right. They decide to follow the tracks in the sand. Tracks that only seem to be visible in close-up shots. Ooh, special tracks. Mm, I think it's just that they forgot to put it in the long shots. Oh, oh you've ruined it <laughs> but, now. Yeah, but we'll go with your thing. It's, it's a nice in-universe... Explanation. Yeah. Incompetence. Mm. 
Finally, the buggy loses power. They continue on foot. Now, in one of the best moments of this film, Grant muses that Mira must be wondering what they're doing. Tanner replies, I'm wondering what we're doing. Yeah, I can relate. <laughs> yes, it's, uh, I'm wondering what we're doing. I'm wondering, we're all wondering what you're doing. <laughs> did, you, did you see that though? I got a call back in. I can relate to what we just were talking about a minute ago. Now, if I can do it, they should be able to do it. But no, yeah. no, no. Nope. So nope. technically, I'm a better writer than the guy that wrote this movie. I think you've gone too far now. Is that science fiction? <laughs> <laughs> is that more science fiction than this film, which is science Fantasy. fiction? Fantasy. Fantasy, yes. Willow? Oh, no. I'm trying to give him up. <laughs> Did that gag last time, but it always worked. We just change <laughs> it for whatever. <laughs> anyway, they follow the tracks. There's a lot of filler in this film. <laughs> for a just film that's of... short. Yes. Just shots of nothing, isn't there? The yeah. walking. Got more paddling, paddling. It's got more padding than the Michelin Man. No, no there's no paddling on the moon. Colin. No, there's not. No. It, which is weird because you know there is the sea of uh, tranquility on the moon. It's a misnomer. Oh, wasn't she? Uh... <laughs> wasn't she Miss Gunthorpe, nineteen eighty-six? Misnomer. Yeah, she got disqualified though. Do you know why? Yeah, she was stealing all the lunar tips. Oh. Finally, they reach what looks like an alien ship. It begins to fire its thrusters. Grant wants to go in alone. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what would be the point of that? <laughs> but Tanner insists that they go together. Suddenly, a huge robot bursts out of the ground and attacks, but Tanner manages to destroy it with his machine gun. They go for the odd choice of muting the gunfire, which I get, they're on the moon, but it's quite jarring in this film. Yeah, yeah. No sound effects or anything. Everything seems to be okay. But another giant robot suddenly bursts out of the sand and tosses Tanner against the rocks. Come on, you son of a bitch, yells Grant, as he grabs his gun and, screaming, blasts it to pieces. It's got a lot of Doctor Who effects. <laughs> it's funny you should say that, because not only does it, sound, does, it, does it feel like Doctor Who effects, but the music feels like Peter Davison era Doctor Who as well, doesn't it? Yeah, maybe that's what made me think about it. Mm, yeah. So, these bullets destroy these aliens. That yeah, so you're wrong. The, moon, the moon's atmosphere actually makes the bullets work better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true, because if you think about it, mm -hmm. right? I'm going, to, I'm going to. Okay. So they, they shot at the one on the Earth that was made up of all the bits and pieces that it pulled out of that room. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And the bullets just bounced off it, apart from the alien alloy in the head, which they managed yep. to destroy. Yeah. Here on the moon, we've got these aliens that haven't built themselves out of human stuff that's laying around. Mm -hmm. So they must have it must be their own bits and pieces that they've cobbled together from other alien stuff. Mm -hmm. And the bullets actually make it explode. Yeah. Okay, Discuss. you described Discuss. it. No, 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 no. You've described the two situations. Now provide the conclusion. Oh, there isn't one. Oh, well, that was, that was that was like the longest drive to no destination. 
That's what I'm here for. It's, it, it's, it's just rubbish, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's what I'm here for. Paul Wood is like a long draft to no destination. <laughs> put, that on, put that on the podcast. Yeah, it's like a seaside pier with no end. <laughs> oh, I've got, I've got an end. You should just disconnect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got an end. Click. Hello? Hello? That would be good. That, that's, that's how we'll end the podcast yeah. one day, Colin. <laughs> Unfortunately, Tanner is badly hurt. And Bruce does some acting. Ooh. I liked it when Bruce does acting. Yeah, it's all terrible, this bit, isn't it? You've got, you've got robots that look like they'd have trouble opening a door. You've got the dreadful dialogue when Tanner's hurt. He says, oh, buddy, I'm not going anywhere. Screw you, you're going to make it. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> it's like it's written by 14-year-old yeah. boys, isn't it? Who like, have seen a couple of films and think, oh, I can write one of them. Yeah. Up in the orbiter, the pilot suddenly has a problem when it looks like someone has cut one of the strings holding up the model. And it, it, <laughs> that's what it looks like, isn't it? I, I, I have it exactly the same thing. It just went snip and it just goes, oh. It starts dangling. Yeah. All these systems go down and it goes spinning off towards the planet, crashing down onto the surface. And we, we never hear of it again. It was a massive explosion for a little pod too. It was, yes. Lights up the horizon, doesn't it? Yep, and knocks the moon out of orbit. And then <laughs> a better show appears. Yes. <laughs> that would be nice. Tanner, who's still dying, says to Grant, remember one thing. I've got to do some acting now. Remember one thing. <clears throat> we don't take no shit from a machine. He screams a few times, starts to laugh, and then dies. <laughs> What's the laughing? Oh, I'm still waiting for the acting. Is that has that happened <clears throat> yet? Did I miss it? Oh. Do it again then. No. Remember what? <laughs> why? Why? Why in your world is Tanner in an East End pub that's got the craze sitting in one of the corners? What right, you muppet? Yeah. <laughs> Remember one thing. <laughs> Listen to me. I kill people for a living. Don't make me do it on my day off. You can have that. I, I That's a good it. line. That is a good line. I could do it like Tom Hardy. I'm in a Spitfire. Oh, I've got unlimited bullets. Spitfire only has 14.7 seconds worth of ammunition. Never mind. You're angry about that, aren't you? You're still angry about that. Oh, that I'm wearing your great coats. At the beginning of the film, it's the end of May. Too hot. Wouldn't be wearing those. Why is Dunkirk so clean? It's the cleanest village I've ever seen. The Germans have been bobbing it. There should be machinery from the BF, BEF left behind. Where's all that stuff? What's going on? Land a Spitfire on the beach with your wheels down. Are you mad? It'll flip over. Keep your wheels up. Well... <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> whoa, 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 where am I? Where am I? <laughs> that's that's, that's well, the most see, animated wait, I've seen wait, you in years, Colin. Wait, wait, did you do your Tom Hardy impression? I did. did oh, don't. That's what happens every time someone does. Oh, I, I, I just. Oh. 
It's 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 I'll, the war flashbacks. I'll try, I'll try, I'll try to remember that in future. No Tom Hardy. Okay. No, no. So Tom Hardy, we could say is taboo. He's in a TV show called Ah Taboo. Ah, taboo. Ah, okay. okay. Right. Uh, wasn't it? Isn't it a drink? <laughs> yes. Then it used <laughs> yes, to be a drink. Taboo. Yes, it is a drink. I think it still is a drink. Is it? I'll, I'll, very seventies though. It is a very seventies drink. It's kind of a, it's kind of a, um, like a, a low market Malibu if that is such a thing. Right. Hmm. I'll remember not to say anything else about Tom Hardy because seriously, I don't want you spitting venom at me. Okay. Okay. Right. Is, is, is that something else he did? Yeah, it's a superhero oh. movie. Oh, oh, oh okay. They'll, they'll get it, they'll get it, they'll get it. Yeah. Grant launches into a speech, which is so bad that I can't even be bothered with it. <laughs> oh, oh, is this where you've, is this where you've come to? <laughs> yeah, I'm checking out now, can you tell? So Mira and Grant do more walking, and, and a bit more walking. Mm-hmm. Oh, and some heavy breathing, there's some heavy breathing as well as the walking. Yeah, yeah, the, I have to breathe breathing later. But yeah, 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 yeah. Bit more walking. You get the idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eventually, they reach a moon buggy. Now, is this the same moon buggy? Because they left that oh. outside of the cathedral building. Yeah, but it was stolen by the uh, the, the robot. Took it for a drive. Catch <laughs> a robot driving <laughs> <laughs> with his claw hands on the steering wheel. <laughs> You'll never get me now. <laughs> Why <are> you? <laughs> Good old boys. Just a random log. <laughs> Daisy Duke. Yeah, the the, the Kaleans of Hazard. Don't mind if I do. Wait, what? Yeah. Is that a new catchphrase? <laughs> new catchphrase like, don't mind if I do let's see if this one catches up yeah it might do put it on the front of the t-shirt and put the other one on the back yeah Grant starts to remove so they didn't steal the. we didn't see that you made that up no that well George reports it's moving it's got thrown remember oh what no that was the lander wait but what were you talking about the buggy Moon oh. buggy. They find a moon buggy. Well, but they left the other one outside of the cathedral. So where's this one come from? <laughs> all right, then then it's the original buggy. The, what, the original buggy? From the when they used it, you know, in the sixties in, in the lunar landings. Well, they just left it there, did they? Yeah, they left loads of shit behind. Yeah, but and it looks, but it looks like the same one that they were driving a minute ago. Yeah, it's the same model. They didn't upgrade. So they didn't change the moon buggy design from the 60s to the 90s. This is a place that's still using tapes, mate. That is true. That is true. Okay, I'll go. I can go with that then. All right, I'm glad you explained it. I'll, 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 I'll live with that. Grant starts to remove a box from the buggy. It's an inflatable house. Nice. They go inside. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be yeah. pressurized. It seems to be pressurized as well as they remove their helmets. Yeah, yeah. Somehow it's got... Well, it's not just pressurized, it's got continuous air because they're going to be breathing out. Carbon yeah, and it's got normal air. gravity as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. It has. Mm. Wow, amazing. this is amazing. Yeah, for a place that's still using tapes. Yeah. Grant has a crisis moment. He talks about how they should have picked someone younger for the mission 
and that he's blown it. Oh, I, I was just thinking about the guy who wrote the program for this inflatable house. How many tapes it must be starred on? <laughs> we go, have, you got, have you got the tape for the, yeah, it's that warehouse over there. Oh, it's in that warehouse. No, no, it's that warehouse. <laughs> it's filled with tapes. Yeah, because they don't use anything else, as we've established. Yeah, no, yeah. They're going, oh, my God, we've got to engage this new program to so the lunar lander will land, otherwise everybody will die. Give me the tape. Shift, run, stop, press play on tape. <laughs> Could be here a while. <laughs> it's a loading screen as well. <laughs> yeah, it's slowly drawing. <laughs> Samantha Fox's strip. Whoa, stop the tape. <laughs> You know, that's the second time we've mentioned uh, Samantha Fox strip poker on this uh, podcast. Well, we've been doing it a few years. That's not bad going. I usually mention it every week in my <laughs> normal life. It just comes up in life, does it? Oh, yeah. yeah. It comes up Samantha Fox, does it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Luckily, Mira is a that comedy. Was like some kind of, that was like some kind of, like, life's coming up roses. It's coming up Samantha Fox. <laughs> We could break that be a new thing. You know, it <laughs> means like one. everything's everything's great, everything's wonderful. It's coming up Samantha Fox. <laughs> we're, uh, we're 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 knocking them out tonight, aren't we, Colin? Oh, I hope not. That's why you do the podcast. <laughs> rude. Smart. So rude. Smart. Yeah, it's disgusting. <clears throat> You're going to get more smutty because luckily Mira is accommodating and gives Grant, this person that she's known all the five minutes, who's an alien, remember, to her, mm-hmm. yeah. a kiss and a cuddle. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, they take their clothes off and get down to it, don't they, in this inflatable house that he's got. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. I mean, what, 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 what the hell's going on, Colin? I don't know. I don't know. And they think they're about to die as well, right? I suppose there is that. Yeah, I suppose. Get one last, you know, push in, if you know. You get my oh, meaning. Yeah. yeah. Outside, tentacles wrap themselves around Tanner's body. Mira and Grant have finished their uh, little time together, and they put their spacesuits back on. Luckily, they do, because yeah. Tanner's face appears at the window, grinning at them. He's been taken How over. How long has he been there? <laughs> Just watch him. <laughs> he's like because because he thought when he when he saw him build this bounce he thought it was a bouncy castle at first he's like oh that's gonna be fun on the moon (laughs) oh that grant and he was a fun guy well remember his nickname was the penetrator oh oh, yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's been taken over by the aliens who have stuck his head onto a mechanical body for reasons yeah. Mira grabs the gun and blasts Tanner, popping the blow-up house in the process. <laughs> flies. <laughs> he does that, doesn't he? It? it just pops like a balloon. Yeah. Flies off into space. That George, if George had died, he'd be there flying. And then there's this inflatable tent to just skip on his windscreen. He's like, ah! <laughs> Grant says that those things can't get back to Earth. And one way or another... He's got to stop them. And then two robots come up behind them and capture them. Yeah. 
That's it. Yep. Oh, and we get this shot of two little puppet robots holding two little puppet Grant and Mirrors. It's like Jerry Anderson without style or skill, this, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We cut to the alien ship, which is now taken off, and it's flying towards Earth. Okay, so the alien ship run by the robots mm-hmm. is flying to Earth. Yeah. Okay. Grant and Mirror. By the way, is this the same alien ship with the hole in the side of it that he found the first alien in at the beginning? Or is this another alien ship that was already on the moon? And if it's another alien ship... Did they just leave the other alien ship parked up there? I don't don't know. Don't know. Okay. And but the other thing is, there's a ship. Yeah. They they, and okay. Bear this in mind. There's a ship, and you can fly to Earth. We assume, yes, right? Yes. I know what you're yeah. going to say, okay. and we'll, when we get there, we'll discuss yep. it. Well, let's just go. Yep. Grant and Mira are hanging from the wall inside. And just so we all know what's going on, Grant says, we're in the ship. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, duh. (laughs) Now, Walter Koenig is sporting some impressive underarm sweat here, isn't he? Yeah, because it's warm in in Mm. the moon. He's a sweater. No, he's not on the moon now. They're in space. It's a space suit. They're in space. (laughs) (laughs) They're in space. What kind of sweater would it be? It's just got <laughs> NASA written across it. I think His it, mom made it. I think it does, doesn't it? Yeah, she is wearing a sweater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. They notice that there are compartments on the walls containing space equipment and even human body parts. Oh, no. We're just spur... So does that mean? What does it mean? Yeah. We're just spur parts to them, Grant tells the audience. I mean, Mira. And he surmises that that is what happened to her people. Well, it's not, because we've seen all the bodies. They're looking tired. Yeah, it's just skeletons everywhere. Yeah. If, if that's what they were doing, wouldn't all those bodies be like in a dump somewhere? <laughs> after they've done what they're doing to it. Out the back. You wouldn't, <laughs> what, what do you do? You go out to the moon, cut what you need from the body, leave it, and go all the way back. Wouldn't it be easier just to scoop all the bodies up? They're, they're not planning the route properly, are they? No. No. They need a time and management study, don't they? They do, or at least Google Maps. Just an alien with a helmet and a clipboard going, and a watch. <laughs> union. Oh, Get a union manners. Also, did these bodies just, how did they die? Because they were shot and then they're harvesting limbs from dead people and stuff? I guess so, yeah. To stick to themselves? I think so. That's the. I think that's, I mean, we've seen them stick a head on them, haven't they? So... Yeah, once Tanner, yeah. nobody else. No, no other aliens have got human. I mean, no other robots have got human parts. That's true. They're all me- they're all metal, aren't they? Yeah. Don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Sorry. Suddenly, the ceiling opens and a robot drops down, wielding spinning blades. Ooh. It starts to cut the clothes off Mira, and blood spurts into Grant's face. Now. If they're dissecting, do you think there'd be a bit more precision applied? <laughs> yes, you'd think so, wouldn't you? It's like, it's like, oh, he didn't let he didn't let Bob do it again, did you? <laughs> he's just because this is it's just bits everywhere, swinging wildly. Don't look, <laughs> Bob's fine. There's the egg whisker. Just don't let him do the surgery. He can't do oh, it. Oh, could you imagine that? He comes at her with a big egg whisk on his uh, 
Oh no, he's put the wrong one on again. (laughs) (laughs) Big feather duster. He's hitting her in the face with it. It's like. (laughs) Isn't it so bad, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Just uh, an hour later, still there. Just tickling her under the arms. Well, under under Walter's arms. Yeah. He's, you know, sweaty. But Grant manages to break free. Although, because the robot is so badly made, it can't actually move to stop him anyway, so... Yeah, it doesn't do anything, no. does it? It just walks past it. It doesn't even turn its head. Yeah, it doesn't even... No. Ra- no. Raise an alarm. He's committed to his job. He's going to get that woman's clothes off oh. no matter what. <laughs> okay. And he finds a piece of pipe and he smashes the robot to pieces. So now he can just smash a robot with a piece of pipe. Don't need bullets anymore. Yeah? Yeah. Nope. The camera pans... it. It's strange that, that these robots are getting worse and worse <laughs> as they go on instead of better and better. The camera pans into Grant's face and he says, we don't take no shit from a machine. Oh, callback. We've done one. We got there. Yeah. Woo. He frees Mira and they put their spacesuits back on because they're in the room. Mm. Okay. And he finds some metal dangly things that they could climb <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And also, it's a good job the robots removed their spacesuits nice and neatly. It is. It is. Didn't rip them or anything, you know, nope. smash the helmets. Or... We might need those later. Put them over there. You never know. You never know. Suddenly, though, the robot comes back to life. But luckily, they've already found their guns and Grant blasts it. Seems like they never learn. It's just magic. It's powerful when you do it. Thank you. He's really badly cut together as well, isn't it? This bit. Yeah. Back on Earth, they're launching a space shuttle on a rescue mission, and they use actual stock news footage of a space shuttle taking off, but they leave in all the cheering crowds. You can oh, hear everyone cheering. Yeah. Well, what's a, uh, it's a rescue mission that no one knows about. <laughs> oh, exactly. And you know what? For this rescue mission, we're sending two more people. <laughs> Why do they keep sending them up in twos? <laughs> well... Uh, if they've What's got... that George Lucas film? Besides fiction one, the first one he did. THX eleven thirty eight. did they this NASA, are they the same people who send police out on THX eleven thirty eight? Because they're always in twos as well. <laughs> also, as well, thinking about it. Why did they send Grant and Tanner in an old style rocket that they have to land with a lander when they've obviously got space shuttles that they can send up as well? Budget. Ah, right. Okay. Good enough well, for me. Also, I guess the shuttle can't. Well, the shuttle never went to the moon, or even it can't the shuttle's land, a low can orbit. Yeah, I'll give them that. I'll give them that. Yeah, you're right. So it, yeah. it's not. Yeah. We get shots of the two pilots in the cockpit of the shuttle. No G forces at all. In fact, they're so relaxed that they look like they're taking a drive out to do the weekly shop, don't they? These two people. Yeah. 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 Back on the spaceship, Grant and Mira climbing the dangly bits. Cool. They hit zero gravity and are able to let go. They start to float out towards a possible way out. Ooh, that's handy. It is very handy. Below them, they see thousands of the alien pods all stacked up. It's an invasion force headed for Earth. Oh, no. I almost said we're feeling <laughs> there, Colin. The space, the space shuttle approaches the spaceship. They beam back a picture to Earth 
And we get this pointlessly long tracking shot, don't we, across the faces of everyone in Mission Control, which is yeah. fine, but there's absolutely zero tension at all. Because <laughs> everyone's yep. picking his nose, one's scratching his ass. <laughs> Eating a sandwich. Eating a sandwich. Yeah. Grant and Mira see the space shuttle approaching as the alien ship targets it. Grant notices the lander has been brought up to the ship and it's attached to the wall for reasons. Apparently, it, apparently. Go on, go on. I don't know, I know, I know what you're going to. Apparently, it was the last piece of equipment that the aliens needed to complete their ship and they've waited 14,000 years to complete it. So. All right. <laughs> all right, you, you so, go. Let, let's, let's. All right, first point, they've not been waiting 14,000 years to complete it because how would they know that's the piece they need 14,000 years ago? They didn't, they went 14,000 years ago, they weren't going, you know what we need? A lunar lander. Why don't we build one of those? You know what we need to do? Wait 14,000, you know, 69 years or whatever, and there'll be one. Oh, all right, we could just build one ourselves. No. That's crazy. You will talk. not disobey me, Kalian 2. Are they just hoping that we'll develop enough that we'll invent lunar landers at some point on Earth? Yeah. Yeah. That's a it's flaw in their design as well, isn't it? These aliens. What? It's a flaw in their in their designer. Whoever designed this alien yeah. spaceship is the he dropped the ball on that one, didn't he? Also, what is it that a lunar lander has that they couldn't just build or create themselves? They built everything else in this ship and this. Yeah, these advanced alien robot creature things need a specific component that a lunar lander has that was built in 1990. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking. I don't get it. I'm thinking. But yeah. that's why I was. That's why I was hoping the comic book might explain. You would like to think so, wouldn't you? A lot you? better. You would like to. Think you would. So. I can only hope that. They, the script had more to it and they just didn't have the money or time and they had to cut stuff. I'd like to think that's what was going on here. We need to see the script. <laughs> Are you gonna, I'm not reading it. You read it if you get it. <laughs> you can tell me afterwards. All right. They reach the lander and Grant finds the surprise package he mentioned earlier. I wonder what it could be, Colin. Frisbee. How funny would that be if it was? It was his son's frisbee. Go, mentioned... Golf club and ball. <laughs> with, with, with just a note and then uh, a thing from Tanner saying, I took what was out here, replaced it with this. I thought it'd be funny. <laughs> the space shuttle arms its torpedoes because he's got those. Wait. Oh, it's got torpedoes now. Yeah. Although the pilot worries that they won't have enough of a punch to destroy the aliens. Well, don't miss, says Mission Control, because you're all we've got. Mm. Terrible. But the alien ship fires at the shuttle, sending it flying off course. Grant opens his package. And surprise, surprise, it's a bomb. <laughs> you didn't see that coming, did you? You could say the same for this film, really, couldn't you? That's a bomb as well, isn't it? <laughs> he sets a five-minute mm. timer and arms it. At this point, Mira's probably thinking, we're, we're doing what now? What? What? <laughs> I 
I quite fancy being a robot, to be honest with you. I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really want to. <laughs> uh, she's like, Kalian! Kalian! Mission Control tells the shuttle that they're getting readings, that the lander is inside the alien ship, and that Grant and Tanner could still be alive. Readings? What, what readings? <laughs> is this Star Trek now? We got sensors as well, have we? <laughs> yep. It's a space shuttle, but anyway. He tells them that they're still to fire at their discretion. Three minutes to go, as Grant has an asthma attack inside his spacesuit. Well, at least that's what it sounded like. Lots of heavy breathing going on. It's tense. It's very tense. No, 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 it's a spaceship gone. But oh, a... <laughs> not, not smiling. Not, even, not a smirk. Try to avoid it. <laughs> but a compartment in the ship opens, releasing an alien pod. Grant reacts, blasting it with his gun, the force of which sends him and Mira spinning away. Is that? Yes. Yeah. The recoil from the gun. This, though, gives him an idea. He uses his gun, firing it again to blast him through the opening in the ship and out into space. Luckily, they fly backwards right into the space shuttle. Oh, that's handy, isn't it? Yeah, what are the chances, eh? Yeah. Poof. Then the bomb counts down to zero. And we get a cut price Casio keyboard ripoff of James Horner's Alien score. It sounds exactly like when the dropship's flying away from the from the planet at the end of Aliens before the nuclear bomb goes off. Oh, it does. Which came out first? <clears throat> Aliens. Oh, oh well. <laughs> Goddamn government contractors, says Grant. That's uh, good. Bit of social mm -hmm. political commentary there. Boom. The alien ship explodes. I mean, I say it explodes. There's an explosion that seems to be superimposed over the model. I mean, that model... Yeah, they were saving it for the sequel. Yeah, it cost a lot of money. You're not going to blow that up, are you? Nope. We've only got the one. Anyway, we cut back to Earth later. We are getting to the end of this now. <laughs> and Mira and Grant now seem to be living together. Yep. She's learned to speak English a bit as he tries to explain to her why a falling star is just a figure of speech. I'm assuming that his son is happy with his new space mum. I mean, the son's gone. Well, I mean, well, the son wasn't living with him anyway. I suppose, yeah. He only sees the son, doesn't he, occasionally? So, so yeah. Okay. yeah. I mean, but at no point has the son been any feature in <laughs> Colonel Grant's thoughts whatsoever no, no, no. throughout this. He's, he's out of mind. He's forgotten about him. He's not there. Yep. She tells him that she was chosen to carry... Now, this is where we get, at the very end of the movie, we get a kind of explanation of what she was actually doing asleep in that compartment. Oh, well, let's see if, if you could tell me and how this makes sense. Okay. She... I'll be amazed. Go on. Well, she tells him that she was chosen to carry the warning about the aliens. Great. Got it. They, they... Aliens... The robots. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the, the yeah, aliens, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So she, she's... They sent her. That's right. Just, they saved her. Just her? They saved, her. They saved they put her. her. They, there was loads of them, and they put her, because they were right. all getting killed by these, these aliens, they put her inside of that oh. pod thing in, the, in that room right. to keep her safe so that eventually when she's found, she could warn whoever finds them. Finds her. On the, on the moon. They've all they've always been on the moon. I guess so, yeah. The the moon that the, was farmed yes. Yes. when yes. the piece of the earth flew yes. off yes. or asteroid hit yes. it. Yeah, that, that moon. moon. Yeah. 
always been yeah. there. Like loads of them, humans running around cities and stuff. That's right, yeah. Um, that no one ever saw. That no one ever saw until now. Well, I suppose, uh, but they did they die 14,000 years ago? I guess so, yeah. yeah. I guess that's the inference, right. yeah. Okay. So, so, a warning to who? Whoever finds her. They don't know specifically. Okay. They're just, they're just right. taking a punt and playing it by ear, aren't they? Right. A bit like this so, film. So, so they're, they're warning people they don't know. Yeah. About an alien. Well, that's nice of them, I guess. Well, I guess she's the last of her kind, isn't she? So. Why didn't they do it with a few of them? Why just one, uh, one did it before they all died? Oh, you could only fit one Why in that little thing, couldn't you? So they didn't have more than one of those? I, I guess not. No. They built huge, one. In that huge yeah, cathedral. They, they built one. And they went, they, they went, right, well, do you know what? Do you think we need a backup? Nah, that one's fine. <laughs> just use the one. I mean, the, the, the 10,000 of us, we're going to go out and get killed now, but she's all right. She's, she's going to fit in that one thing we built. Couldn't we yeah. build 10? 10? Couldn't we build 10? Let's build 10. No, one it is. Maybe they were knocking off for the day, the builders. They were going to get round to it, but it was, you know, it was quitting time, so they got, they got to go. And then the, the robots attacked, so they never got the chance to build the others. They were going to build more, but... Ah, okay. But, yeah. but, and then they put her in it while they were being attacked. That's right. The one guy, and, went, and then stripped off after. Trust me. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yep. Yeah. And then they went, you, you'll be all right. We haven't tested it, and we've only built one. Good luck. Click. <laughs> She's a banging. <laughs> is, she, is she banging? No, no, no. No. Oh, that, that's the noise of the machine. Sorry. Luckily, it did work for her. Although she tells him at first, she did say no. <laughs> Doesn't she? Yeah. Well, they put her in anyway. That all she wanted to do was die. But she did her duty. It's all over now. And she's glad to be with Grant. Yes. It's all over, he agrees. But as he holds mm. her, his eyes drift up towards the moon menacingly. She's an early warning system. <laughs> Going back to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this box. You're, you're right, not letting right. this go, are you? But go on. <laughs> no, 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 no. That someone's got to find her to learn about the robots. That's right that are surrounding her and are all over this moon that you're going to encounter way before you ever meet her. Yeah. 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 What kind of early warning system is this? Well, in all fairness to these aliens, they did get wiped out, these, these, these indigenous moon people. They did all get wiped out, so they're not, they're not the greatest planners. No, they weren't yeah. smart. Right. Aye. Yeah. Oh, oh. Are, you, are you all right now? Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, I'm fine now. Yeah. We cut to a vehicle scrapyard where one of the alien pods is nestled amongst the wreckage so that they didn't all die. And another oh. thing, those Germans, why? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> so there's an alien pod nestled amongst the wreckage. <laughs> it opens. The camera slowly pans away as we hear the sounds of mechanical parts begin to move and that Ooh. is the end of Moontrap oh someone did stick around for the closing credits hey? <laughs> where, where uh, Colonel Grant calls NASA and says 
uh, did we get them all? And they go, yeah, yeah, nothing came to earth. It's all fine. It's There's all a stinger scene, is there? Mm, that was ambitious, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Setting up for a sequel. Well, in all fairness, he did get to do it. He did, yeah. It was like 20 years later, but he, he did get to do it. Yeah. So, Colin, <laughs> what did you think of Moontrap? Well, I've had a number of complaints about it, but I think Dunkirk is actually a very fine film. <laughs> I, I know no, you I do. enjoy it, really. Yeah. I know you do. Wait, what are we talking about? Oh, Moontrap. Moontrap. Acting's terrible. Plot's rubbish. Effects are average to terrible. Story makes no sense. It's got a short running time. Budget is really low. It's crap. Drops Mike, leaves. <laughs> that was short and sweet, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, it's, 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 it's woeful. Yeah, I mean, where'd you start? I, mean, I don't know. It's, it's just, how is it? It's not even a film, is it? I mean, put that on the poster. <laughs> Moontrap, not even a film. I guess is it? <laughs> it's, shot on, it's shot on uh, film, so I suppose it must be. Yeah. No, it, it, it makes no sense at all, does it? I mean, the dialogue, for a start, is so cliched and infantile, isn't it? Yeah. And the performances like range from completely over the top to almost comatose at times, don't they? Yeah, like the times when you, you should be astounded when you've just encountered a alien giant ship. They're just like, oh, it's a ship. And then sometimes when they say a phrase that's meant to be like in awe, they're like, like you would go, God damn. They just go, God damn. You're like, well, you don't sound like in you're a, uh, that excited. If you'd read this script, though, and you were going to be in it, would you be that enthusiastic? I guess. I mean, well, I don't know. I'm an actor. I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to act. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Walter Koenig is no lead actor either, is he? No, and don't get me wrong. I like the guy. I like him in so Star Trek and stuff, so yeah. nothing against him. But but he can't yeah. carry a film, not even, no. no. He's got no chemistry with, with Bruce Campbell at all, has he? No. No. The robots look like they struggle to be useful as a can opener, don't they? Yeah, they're rubbish and they're not very threatening. It, it, it's amateurish, isn't it? At best, I think. Yeah, so the leaps in logic in this film are just no, bizarre I, as well. Yeah, I'm not sure about the story. And some, like I said, some of the effects are they're just like an amateur video. The, the walking robot, which is clearly just a pair of legs that a guy is lifting up and down. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And and I don't mind bad effects, but the, the film has to be fun then. I wouldn't say I didn't find it fun just in terms of the fact that it was funny, unintentionally <laughs> funny. Right. Um, but you couldn't say that, you couldn't say you enjoyed it in that respect. So, so it's a hit, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All no, right. We've not lost our minds, have we? It's good. <laughs> 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 yeah. Terrible. It's terrible. it's terrible. So we'll bury this back on the moon where it belongs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be found alongside Grad's tape deck. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. Please subscribe, rate us wherever you download this podcast. And thank you to our current patron supporters. And don't forget, you can also listen to the themes and the songs for our Spotify playlist. Until next time, goodbye. Bye. 
shut your trap.